What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nuga Radio 92.7. It is almost a happy Monday. It is almost a pretty darn good Monday. Still a Monday. Still a little bit of a drag. You know, that first initial alarm clock going off. Yeah! It's here already! It's gorgeous out there soaking in sunshine, cool and crisp. Getting up to around 70 degrees today. Uh, Hello, my name is Brian. He is Keon. This is the Stone on Air show on the flagship 92.7. Nougat Radio as it be called in Chattanooga, Tennessee and online at stoneonair.com. At least that's just the landing page. You go to stoneonair.com and you can be directed to where the podcast feed is uh, most easily accessible for whatever your device or your downloadable uh, preferences are. It is um, not in every nook and cranny of the of the podcast world, but it is in most of them. And if you want it bad enough, you can get it. And if you don't, you just listen to it right here on the radio. It's just fine with me. So I'll talk some about it. I'll 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 be on uh, Keon's turf a little bit here. The last two thirds of the show, but the uh, championship game tonight, and um, and I just saw this as I got I got back into town last. Evening yesterday evening, I was in Nashville for the weekend for no particular reason. My brother is up there, and I uh, go over there for many reasons, many times a year. And this was just basically to watch baseball and basketball, and cook and eat and drink and hang around in the yard, that kind of stuff. It was a very, very, very nice weekend. As soon as I got back, I saw this thing with the sports betting was um, was voted down. I guess it was at the end of last week in Georgia, and I so I just saw that last night. So I'll kind of combo some talk with basketball tonight. And the sports betting bill that was that that didn't go through, and it went didn't go through for a very specific and petty and pure political power play move. And while I don't agree with it, and I don't ever think that this is how people should vote on things, I think it's hilarious because I like laughing at Georgia. I love the state, or excuse me, this the city of Atlanta. I love it less than I used to, but I still have a soft spot for a lot, all things Atlanta. Spending a lot of time there in my youth. Never been to the coast of Georgia. I'm sure it's just fine. But just about every other area of Georgia, other than some of the mountains that are on the border with North Carolina that are awfully pretty, there ain't much about Georgia that I really like all that much these days. So I did. I couldn't help but laugh, though I don't really like the way that the voting went down and why for the sports betting bill. So that'll come up in the third segment of the show. In the second segment of the show, I'm going to look at this gun Bill, here in the state of Tennessee, I won't spend a lot of time on it. I'm not highly emotionally wound up today. Uh, I'll probably be a little stern and matter of fact, but uh, a couple minutes on that, and then a couple minutes on the the Friday news dump that was the Major League Baseball decision to move the All-Star game 
out of Atlanta. And so I'm going to be on a roller coaster of ideological thoughts today. I won't be overly you know, brash about it, but I might confuse you. Like, is this which guy? Which way does this guy go on certain subjects? Because he's not staying consistent, at least with one party line, which to a certain degree I somewhat pride myself on. Three piece audio coming up for you in just a few minutes. The realest thing didn't age well thing. And the doesn't mean anything. Get to that here in about eh, five minutes or so from right now. I uh, So Easter weekend, travel was just in the news blurb on CBS. Wasn't crazy on 24 heading Nash- to Nashville. I'd say, you know, a lot of short travel would be taking place for a, a weekend like Easter where people might leave on Friday and maybe come back Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. I don't know how many people get... I think they call today Easter Monday or Monday. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. Anyway, maybe you have the day off the day. Maybe don't. But we're we're done sheltering in place in the state of Tennessee anyway. And I would say the majority of the of the country. I'm not saying that's good or bad. But the 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 interstates were quite congested. Um, not too bad. Not too terribly bad. But overall, I-24 is not big enough to handle the traffic it gets on a regular day. When you throw in the 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 added boom of e-commerce of the last decade the amount of 18 wheelers that are all over the place has made even on a regular weekend traveling throughout the state of tennessee and traveling throughout the state of of atlanta and 75 and 59 and 65 and alabama all these interstates are not big enough and long-term infrastructure plans do need to to take place now is it in the infrastructure bill that Biden's going to unsuccessfully try to push through. I don't know, but somebody's got to do it eventually because we're only, the volume is only picking up year after year. And I've had some stories that are, I've buried somewhere that, that have some of the numbers from some T dot and G dot studies, you know, from 20 years out, 30 years out that um, I'll dig up and do a whole segment on one of these days. So I saw, um, I saw Trump, the office of 45, 45 office, whatever it is. There's, I, it was more of a human interest story on the front page of the paper yesterday, Times Free Press. And I'm sure not going to bother my time to read a you know thousand word human interest story on this. But just the uh, the gist of it is just I don't want to say laughable, but it's close to it. This some kind of donation drive set up through probably powered through email. People would donate money, which what they thought was according to the people they talked to, were one-time donations, and this is post-presidency. And and this is the oldest trick in the book these days, and they make it more and more difficult, especially for people who are not used to using lots of online transactions, and that would be a lot of his older supporters, which he has more older supporters than he does youth. And these one-time payments ended up turning into two and three and four times, or maybe um, in perpetuity recurring in some of them. I don't think there's anything illegal going on here. It's a bad look, but everything that involves Don Trump is a bad look. And um, it got me thinking this just the other day because it's really easy to get duped on this. Once upon a time, I used to be a little more savvy and thought, boy, you you dummies who get duped into all this online. Hey, you won a $5 million trip, all expense paid, uh, wherever. And I mean, I'm going ways back on the Internet in that one. But lots of ways the Internet is designed to 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 rip you off. And even if you're 
so incredibly keen and astute to what you're doing online. They can still get you. And it happened to me the other day. I had, um, or the other month, somewhat recently, it was a Walgreens survey kind of thing. It was, it was a, not a dummy, you know, whatever they call those fake landing pages. At least, I sure didn't think so. It, it was coming from Walgreens. I get all my prescriptions there and stuff, so I get a lot of email from them, and it was something about getting a rebate on something. It wasn't a big deal, but it seemed pretty easy, and it seemed legit. It seemed above board, and it wasn't going to cost anything. And so I clicked on it, clicked through it, and thought, okay, then I'll get this later savings down the road. I, I don't even remember what it was. It was so meaningless, really, that it didn't matter to me all that much. And it, it, I let my guard down a little bit. And in the next month, however long it was, I look at my bank statement, which I don't look at my bank statement as thoroughly as I should. I look at it somewhat regularly, but not nearly as thoroughly as I should and not as thoroughly as, as I used to years ago, which is not a trend I need to be going. I don't need to get worse at paying attention to bank statements. But anyway, I was looking at it this day and I saw a charge with, with just this jumbled up numbers for it wasn't a hundred, but it was damn close. It was ninety something odd dollars, and I was like, "Okay, I uh, that that I don't know what in the world that is." Call the bank; they don't really have a way to decode it. They don't really know what it is. It says it looks like this is a phone number. All these numbers jammed together as one eight 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 or one eight whatever it was. I don't remember. And so they're like, "Yeah, just I guess call that number because as of now, it doesn't have any kind of listing." So I'm like, "Okay, all right, I got ripped off somewhere. What is this?" And I called the phone number. And it wasn't an American voice, but it wasn't a, a completely busted English, can't understand any word uh, person on the other end. So it was able to have a, a understandable conversation at that time. And it, you know when you're, when you're trying to leave a credit card or you're trying to get out of any kind of subscription service that you signed up, whether it's online or on the phone, they don't just say, oh, you want to cancel? Okay, sounds good. Well, uh, see you later. Like they ask. Why can we offer you this? We, here's another a, a promotional item. The website will say, "Are you sure you're going to miss out on all these things? If you walk away from this, you'll lose hours of un, of commercial free music." I mean, they give you two or three different chances to change your mind. When I got this woman on the phone, it was okay. Yeah, that's for a magazine subscription, and uh, we can take that off there. I said a magazine subscription. For 90 some odd dollars, I have Rolling Stone magazine subscription. It's 35 bucks. What magazine costs $96? And I don't, I barely said, I said, really? For $96? Well, I said, well, I don't want that. She's like, oh, I'm, it's, it's, I just took it off. All right, see you later. <laughs> there is such a borderline legal, not legal operation that they're not, like, if somebody catches on, just let, get it, get it out of here. Throw it, throw it out. We don't want more people hearing about this so anyway watch what you're doing online all right three pieces i got for you today on the stone on air show on 92.7 stoneonair.com this is today's realest thing i don't know what the context was over the weekend with the uh, cbs coverage that includes um charles barkley i don't know what the context was exactly i don't know what the question was i don't know what the conversation was but i don't need the context this is charles barkley this weekend today's realest thing yeah but the one thing i took out of that piece was Man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, 
are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people, but we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. I truly believe that as well, Charles Bar- Charles Barkley over the weekend. That's divide and conquer. That's what they're doing. Mitch McConnell is today's didn't age well thing. This is last month. The continuing argument of whether we get rid of the barrier around the U.S. Capitol. I, I think we've overdone it. There are no uh, serious, I just checked early this morning, there have been no serious threats against the Capitol. Uh, I think we're way overreacting to the current need, and much like the $1.9 trillion, looking back at what happened January 6th, rather than where we are now. I'm extremely uncomfortable with the fact that my constituents can't come to the Capitol with all this razor wire around the uh, complex. Uh, it reminds me of my last visit to Kabul. Uh, absolutely gorgeous, majestic Washington, D.C., Mitch McConnell. It reminds him, when he goes to the Capitol building, of Kabul, Afghanistan. That's what he said. Speaking of random Middle East uh, references, this is doesn't mean anything thing today. I just stumbled out on a Twitter and figured I'd roll with Nick Saban. But, but I'm, let me just say this, all right, because I, I want to be clear here. All, right, all these offensive coaches on here, and I'm sure we got a few. I wish I could look at you when I say this to you. You guys are all part of the Taliban, man. All right? I mean, you, you're you're a part of Al Qaeda. You you have changed our game, all right, and made it so hard to play defense for all of us poor defensive guys. That you know, I, I can't sit in church without shaking my leg or my hands start shaking because I'm worried about what you guys are going to do next. So I do respect you, but I, I still think you're part of the Taliban. <laughs> thought it was an interesting way to describe really good offenses that they're, they're akin to the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. I get his point. Just thought it was interesting. Today, that is today's doesn't mean anything. It goes some kind of Zoom call or something. I don't know. It's Nougat Radio, 92.7. It's the flagship station of the Stone On Air podcast and radio show, which you can find at stoneonair.com. Coming up next, well, you can carry your guns wherever you want. A lot of people pretty happy about that. And was the decision to move the All-Star game out of Major League Baseball a good one? Spoiler alert, no. You're listening to the Stone On Air radio show. On Nougat Radio 92.7. While a bill that would allow Tennesseans to carry a gun without a permit cleared one of the last legislative hurdles. The Tennessee House joined the Senate in voting to pass the permitless carry bill. The House voted 64-29 to pass the bill. After clearing the General Assembly, the bill now heads to the governor's desk to be signed into law. The legislation would allow for both open and concealed carrying of handguns for people 21 and older without a permit, as well as for military members aged 18 to 20. It also increases punishments for certain gun crimes, such as boosting theft of a firearm from a misdemeanor to a felony. 
Now, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation and the Tennessee Sheriff's Association have been very vocal in saying they are not in support of the permitless carry bill, citing concerns of safety of law enforcement and the public. Now, the leader of the Sheriff's Association says without the permit system, it will be harder for them to determine who is lawfully carrying a handgun. Can I take my gun up to heaven? Yes, you can. At least if you're in the state of Tennessee. Can I take my gun up to heaven? From the band Cracker. One of my faves. My name is Brian. Be here with you until 11 o'clock. 92.7 is the flagship of the Stone On Air Show. Gorgeous out there on a Monday. Happy April to you. Supposed to be on vacation this week. I just found that out today. A little annoying there, but... I was on my way in uh, to do some formalities on the on- online check-in uh, for my day job to do some... I had to fix some entries from last week. I got a text from them saying, hey, they're waiting on you to process payroll. And then I see my week that starts right now saying vacation with the whole week blocked off. And I was like, uh, I thought that was supposed to be next week. So somewhere, I think I screwed it up. Somewhere it got things got screwed up. So I'm going to hopefully figure that out and, uh, and, and plan on not being here next week, maybe with some canned shows, canned meaning just recorded in advance. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, the show will still be here one way or another. Just giving you a heads up about that. Um, as I spent time in, um, I'll get to this guns thing here in a minute in the Major League Baseball on the tail end of the uh, of the segment. My name is Brian. He is Keon. Um, I, as I got to the end of last week, I started to notice this. And then as I got into the weekend and did a lot of talking and eating and drinking, so that way, meaning my mouth is moving a lot, I realized that I'm having tooth pain in the back of my back of my mouth. And Keon, are you? Uh, do you have your wisdom teeth? I have uh, most of them. So you haven't had any extracted at all. I, I had one extracted because it it went sideways in the worst way. How awful was that process? Or like, I mean, the the pain itself can be diff- You know, obviously terrible or not so terrible leading up to it, but the process itself, getting it done, recovering. Was it so bad that you were so happy to get it done? It didn't matter, or was the whole process just? Yeah, up? it was. It was so bad. I was. I. I was over the moon that it was over because I. I originally it got infected, and then apparently it got affected all along the route. So when I went to the dentist and he numbed my face to try and pull it, the the whatever the bacteria whatever was surrounding the root and protecting it from the the, the oh, numbing no. agent. So I felt it uh, when he pulled on it. And I had to go half the day with half of this tooth up in my mouth, and I had to go to a place where they had to put me under to so pull you, it out. As opposed, so then you had to do surgery, more, right. or, more or less, not just a pulling of the tooth. Well, I'm not to the pain where I can't wait to have it done, but I have a wis- one single wisdom tooth, and it has been left side of my face, top row for at least five years, maybe even a decade. And every time I go to the dentist, same guy every time, 
Uh, you know, everybody's favorite wisdom tooth, but it's not, it doesn't hurt. So I'm like, well, I'm not, not doing anything about it until it hurts. And so it's dropping down more and more over the years. And eventually it's going to start poking my back gum because there's not a tooth for it to clank on. Right. So now it's clanking onto the back of my mouth. And he's like, that's going to happen. Just give us a call when it does. And I think it's happening and it sucks. <laughs> And, but it is mostly all ingrown, so it would be hopefully a pull rather than right. a which cut. Is how, which is how it's supposed to work. Well, some people pre, I talked to, talked to a few people recently about this curiosity, because most people have this kind of stuff when they're young. I haven't talked to many people in their 40s and 50s that have to deal with wisdom teeth. Uh, but there was a whole run of people in the 90s in my peer group that it was preventative. That they would have them mm. cut out just so you didn't have to deal with it later. <laughs> Hell, if that's... You're not, you're not just going in and slicing my mouth open just because it might be a problem in 10 years from now. So anyway, I actually, it's, I'm having to kind of alter the way my mouth lands a little bit. So I, every now and again, a word might slur just a little bit um, and it's only going to get worse. So it, that, that's the reason why, if it's like, why does he sound like he's drunk today? Well, it might be because my tooth is stabbing into the back of my gums and I'm not going to get it done until I'm like really in pain because i'm just terrified of medical procedures i've had very few done in my life that are major none major no major surgeries no major anything never yeah. never broken a bone i mean i'm kind of terrified of that stuff 40 year old man scared of the dentist but no no because i mean it i forget because they always do a poll on it like every year there's a new poll and the dentist office is still the top five scary thing well it sucks you can't see what's going on <laughs> i get i guess i get i get that but Anyway, there's that. Um, so you're gonna be able to carry a gun in the in the state of Tennessee, open or conceal. And you know, do I care about this a lot? I care about everything that has to do with guns. Am I gonna spend much more time about it when I leave here after this show? Not until there's a reason to. I don't guess. Senate Bill 765 extends the state existing like anything with an X. Ow, that that makes the back of the mouth hurt. Uh, anything with the or excuse me, states existing conceal carry law to open. It goes from not just conceal, but now to open. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you could con- carry a concealed weapon without a permit. I don't know what I think about that, but I didn't know that. They've now made it for conceal and open carry of handguns. So on your hip or whatever. The new bill applies to people 21 and older while allowing military service members, if they are 18 to 20, to also carry as well. What does this bill do from the Times Free Press? All of this is from the Times Free Press. The bill known as the Permitless Carry or Constitutional Carry by supporters allows for open and concealed carrying of handguns without a permit. Just read that other part there. Let's see. Does the bill increase gun crime penalties? Yes, it does. It boosts theft boost theft of a firearm from a misdemeanor to a felony. I mean, I'll, that's fine. I'll take that. Mandates of six months of incarceration for the offense, which is up from just 30 days. So if you're stealing guns, they've made it, they've made the, the penalties worse for that. Bars felons from, excuse me, bars felons convicted of possessing a firearm from early release. Who's not eligible under the measure? Felons and those convicted of domestic violence offenses. That part is good. People with a conviction of stalking. That's good. And those with a recent DUI conviction. I will argue I don't understand why a DUI should have anything to do with that. 
why does a DUI have anything to do with whether you should carry a gun or not? I don't think you should have an open gun without a permit no matter what. I don't care if you have five DUIs. Not sure where that comes into it. And individuals who have been committed by the court to a mental institution. Also a good part of this of this bill. The National Rifle Association is behind it. Bill Lee has been staunchly behind it. The governor here in Tennessee, those that have been against it here in organizations in the state, the Tennessee Sheriff's Association, the Tennessee Association of Chiefs of Police, and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Does come to a somewhat of a price, according to whoever does the data. The bill is estimated to cost the state $20 million. That figure is based upon a loss in revenue from handgun permit fees. Little interesting that a Republicans would be so behind something that cost money makes makes the process of collecting more generating revenue they would be so for doing away with. But when it comes to the precious precious nature that I think virtual almost mentally deranged obsession with firearms, I guess there's enough of them in this state that will vote for them going forward for sure because they're protecting their guns and not coming after their guns. You're new to the show. That's not likely that you're new to the show. But if you are, my name's Brian. It's Nougar Radio 92.7. This is my show. It's not my radio station. So my views and thoughts certainly don't speak for anybody else around here. But I don't like guns. I don't like them. I'm flipping about it. I'm sarcastic about it. When it's not so stupid, when it's not at a time when we're in a, you know, another 10 dead in America, then I'm just upset about it. But in just a random day, April 6th, gorgeous April Monday, yeah, I'm flipping, I'm sarcastic about it. Hey, guns, they're stupid, stupid, stupid. I don't care about your stupid guns. You want to have guns? Have guns. You know, got the middle rural Tennessee and shoot a bunch of guns. You go right ahead and shoot a bunch of guns. But I do not understand for one single second why having a permit to con- to conceal or open carry is some kind of infringement or infringement of rights. I will never. You can't convince me. I won't take your call 710-9927, Ameritel Voice and Data Hotline. Don't call me. I won't listen to it. I'll never understand it. So you'll just be wasting my time and wasting yours as well. More importantly, mine. I'm not going to do it. Something about the Second Amendment. Shut up with that. This isn't about infringement of your rights. Shut up with that. Get out of here with that mess. Get out of here with your Facebook jargon. Get out of here with your Twitter nonsense if you even know how to use a Twitter feed. I just, I, I, I'm not, this isn't about taking your guns. I just don't understand why having a permit so there's a, a good traction on this. And then people do the arguments where they'll say from both sides of, well, to operate machinery, or excuse me, machinery, uh, an automobile. You have to have a license. You have to be insured. You have to be, there has to be an instruction course. And automobiles are very, very deadly, potentially. They're very, very dangerous. And so being able to do this under tight restrictions is a very, very good thing. Why can't that be the same way with guns? Well, cars aren't constitutionally protected, Brian. I, you're ignoring the point. You're not missing the point. You're ignoring the point. And while you might not be wrong, you're not wrong actually at all. You're completely factual. Yes, you're right. Cars are not constitutional freedoms or privileges. 
I got it. I get it. But get real, brah. Come on now. It's a it's a point. It's not a good point, And you're ignoring the point that everybody else is trying to make. This is something you're allowed to have legally. This is something that your rights are not infringed upon, meaning a firearm. And this is something that should be, you should have a permit to it, restrictions to it, uh, uh, instruction to it, some kind of board certified instruction and registration. And then you can have all the damn guns in the world. And hell, if you got the right permit, you can walk around with it on your hip like you're some kind of badass. You can do that. How is that infringing your rights? Well, cars, shut up. You are ignoring the point. You're just smart enough not to miss the point. Even more annoyingly, you're ignoring the point. But it's a done deal now. So you can go down. I mean, it hadn't been signed yet by the governor, but it will be soon enough. And once it officially passes through, you can go to Chattanooga Market and have your gun on your hip. Boy, well, that's going to make everybody around you feel real good, right? You'll, oh, you're, you're, you'll be badass. You'll be ready. I'll take care of the situation. I got my gun right here. Meanwhile, there'll be dozens and dozens and dozens, upwards of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who you may feel very uncomfortable. But hey, you got your gun though, right? And you take it up to heaven with you too. If one of you dumbasses end up shooting yourselves. Have your guns. Have fun with your guns. Just don't be... Stop being you for a minute. People tell me that all the time. Brian, can you just not be you for a minute? Hey, gun guys and gals that can't just obsess over it. Can you just stop being you for a minute and talk about this logically and reasonably? Spoiler alert on that question. No, you can't. I'll squeeze the Major League Baseball thing with the All-Star Game into a more sports-oriented final segment of the show. Kind of the lead-in to Keon's hour from 11 to 12. National Championship tonight. NCAA basketball. I'm excited about it. We'll talk about that and a few other things to wrap up the show coming up next. It's Stone on Air on New Radio 92.7. StoneOnAir.com. Stone on Air on New Radio 92.7. But Gonzaga is a different animal. They're, they're historically good on offense. And this is the best yeah. passing and cutting team I've seen in my time in, in the game. And Gonzaga gets more, you know, you hear people talk about their offense and all that stuff, and I'm going, they get layups, man, and it's not because they throw the ball into some behemoth center. It's because of their their transition, their passing, their cutting. It's beautiful to watch. This team is ultra-talented. They're they're really tough defensively, which usually Gonzaga teams don't get credit for because they haven't been in, in certain years, but they are, they are this year. And then their offense is, it's almost unstoppable, seemingly. I think the only team that can beat them that's left that can score enough points to beat them is Baylor. Just as I thought it was going all right. That was Jay Billis. That was before the Final Four started. So when he said the only team left, Baylor, well, now that the only team that is left is Baylor. This is um, Amanda Shires out of Nashville. I was in Nashville this weekend and love listening to their independent stage music station, Lightning 100. I know some people that work there from the Radio Bonnaroo days. And this is Genesis That's All. It's got a pretty cool video of just kind of the everything that sucked about 2020. She's the she's the wife of Jason Isbell. They're both obviously, you know, they're Nashville residents and I was listening to the station and I was like this is Phil Collins. 
well, I mean, it's a Phil Collins song. And then later I realized it was when Genesis with Phil Collins. And then they came on and Maddie Shires. I thought, okay, cool. Came out at the end of last year. I think she has a new record out. I'm not sure. Had a nice time in Nashville over the weekend, basically just to watch some basketball and some baseball. And really, part of the motivation was I don't have Braves, Bali, Bali, whatever it's called, sports. I don't have access to that anymore. So I knew if I was going to be sitting at home over the weekend, I wasn't going to be able to watch Braves baseball. So I went up to watch some of that and then to watch the basketball games and by the time I remembered that the first game was on on Saturday, I'm Brian, he's Keon. This is Nougat Radio 92.7 at stoneonair.com. Uh, by the time I realized that the Houston-Baylor game had started, because I was in central time zone, it always takes me a minute to get used to and remember that I, everything's an hour different. It was a 20-point lead, and Baylor ran him out of the building. I'm guessing that game was as a blowout as the score indicated, Keon, because I didn't watch a... A second, uh, a single dribble of the game because I saw the score and thought there was no reason to watch. And you would have been correct. Okay. At, at no point was Houston in control of that game. Yeah. Some, sometimes the score can be a little misleading, but it didn't look like that was one of them. And I didn't have really much of a care about that, uh, really, at all. I was interested in the Gonzaga game. And I'll get to sports betting before we wrap up this show in Georgia and uh, a quick thought on the MLB All-Star game. But I'm going to have to move quick and then... Uh, Keon will probably stretch out on certainly NCAA, maybe some of the same topics here in the next hour for your final little bit of the morning here on Monday, April 6th. So I don't, I, I don't remember if I've talked about it on here before. I might have here recently that I just kind of realized going into this tournament that I, you know, I've been pulling for Gazaga to win mainly through bracket contest for about 20 years. And after I started watching them from the conference championship and into the, into the tournament, this team is Highly entertaining to watch. This is as good a basketball as I've ever seen in college. My, like, with my own eyes. I'm not saying they're the best team of all time. I'm just telling you, from my consumption of this team, I don't remember watching basketball this quality in my life. Partially because I just haven't watched a lot of basketball of one single team running through an entire tournament. And so when I was in Nashville, um, I was with my brother and, and then a mutual friend of ours, and their wives were out of town for the weekend. So it was kind of like guys day out watching sports, eating, drinking. It's very fun, very, very, uh, very enjoyable weekend. And on that Saturday, we were just talking the game a bunch. They're the same as me, don't pay attention to this stuff as much, all middle aged, you know, don't have time like we used to to follow all the sports. And after I talked to them about it a little bit, they had kind of got on board. Well, I'm for LSU. I want to see the lower team win. And I get that. I want to see, I want to see the 11th te- seed win. And talked to them a little bit about their gameplay and all that. Once we sat down and started watching, got done eating and everything, we were chilling, getting through the game. And L- or, uh, UCLA is crushing it. I mean, that's got to be the game of most of those kids' lifetime. They were bringing it the, from the tip one to the end of the game, and so they were getting excited. They, my friends, my brother and friend, like, UCLA might do this. So we got actual genuine excitement in the room, not just we'll see what happens. And boy, did that did that not live up to it. As good of a college basketball game as I have ever, ever seen. We're jumping up and down and like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And that's not even before the winning shot. Yeah, the, before overtime even. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. There's some plays in just the, the regulation of the game that just mind-blowing and nobody thought uh, UCLA could do that and it was so, it's so good for them too because I'm 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 a fan of the NC or the UCAA uh historical aura of that 
of that program. They haven't had it in my lifetime, but I, I respect it and I appreciate it. And that brought a legitimacy to the game. It made that feel that much bigger. You've got the blue, and once upon a time, what you would consider a blue blood. They call that more the Kentuckys and the, and the Carolinas, but same same idea. And, man, that was fun, fun, fun basketball and that damn shot. I don't know if he called it. I don't know if he called the bank shot. Probably not. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> but, I mean, he lined it up and nailed it. That was as good as I've seen. So, tonight at 9, uh, something. This will be the only time as an adult that I will be watching a team that I truly, genuinely enjoy and actually, a t- just a touch of emotion may, might win a championship. It'll be the first time in my adult life I've watched it happen. Now, it doesn't count, right? It doesn't scratch my 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 world championship itch. You know, the Braves won when I was fifteen. That doesn't count. I'm talking in my adult in my adult life. I don't have a championship, but this one doesn't count. But it's close, and it'll hold me over. And I'm gonna be. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Um, what a lot of people are excited about was gambling, sports gambling, coming to the state of Georgia. We all thought it was going to happen. This is from uh, Times Free Press. Legalized sports betting died at the one-yard line this week, failing to make it through the Georgia General Assembly. The bill would have legalized betting on the ballot for 2022. It would have put it on the ballot for 22. But state Democrats blocked a number of the bills on in this session, including the sports betting. And get to why they did that here in just a minute. Legalized sports gambling has taken off in the last half decade around the country and even parts of the South. Tennessee legalized sports betting in twenty legalized sports betting in twenty twenty. The online only sports betting program saw hundred and thirty one million dollars in gross wagers in the first month. $131 million in wagers in the first month that Tennessee introduced this around a year ago, yielding almost $2.4 million in privilege taxes for the state. Records show. Sportsbooks made $118 million in gross payouts in the first month. Bottom line is, this is big business on day one, flooding your state with cash. Absolute absurd idea to say this is not something we're going to do as a state. And Democrats held it up from happening in protest to the voting law that went through. They're on the record as saying it. This has the clickable link to state Democrats blocked a number of bills, including the sports betting measure in protest of the election. The election vote. And while I kind of want to laugh at Georgia a little bit because it's fun to do, that ain't cool. Dems should vote for they if you if you know your constituents want it, you should give it to them. Well, I it, I don't know if there's a little bit of like, well, maybe you can get them to come to the bargaining table about the other law because the other can, one's already done. It, uh, well, the, and that's the thing. I I don't know about that because like to me, if your constitu- your constituents don't want their vote suppressed either, yeah. like, I don't, I don't I know. know. I get it. I get it. I don't know where the line is on that. I get it. I I just I I think it's funny and screw you, Georgia. Like screw you, Georgia, <laughs> for so many different things. I'm so, especially North Georgia. It's like another country. It's like Georgia, Russia, in there. I, I, I can't stand Georgia. I love Atlanta. Can't stand Georgia. So it's just funny to laugh at them. I believe that most Demo- all Democratic. Uh, representatives in the state of Georgia, I believe all their constituents want legalized gambling. 
Now, they also don't want their voting to be su- suppressed as well, like you just said. So I don't know. Where do you, how does that work? How do, you, how do you measure your conscience on that? That I'm not sure. That I don't know. I think it's funny. So you definitely won't have sports gambling in Georgia until probably 2024, if you're lucky. Four years. Our state's going to be piled up with cash, and sports fans are going to be having fun, and you idiots in Georgia are not. I think that's funny. Whether I think it's right or not, and ethical within the voting halls of the House of Representatives in Georgia, that's another conversation. But I, I do think and the, Georgia, the FanDuel app allows me to cross the border. Well, here you can drive down the yeah. street, place bets here, and then go yeah. go back. Home. You can place a bet right here while you're at work, and then head home and see what you win. And then also, kind of tailing here was where we got 90 seconds left of the show on 92.7 Stone on Air. Brian and Keon. Um, the the news dump, even though it didn't get dumped the way you would hope on a, on a Friday afternoon of Major League Baseball moving there. The All-Star game out of Atlanta. Now, this might be, of course, you're mad, Brian. You like the, the Braves. You, you want the All-Star game to be there. Well, yes, that's true, too. But it, to me, it rings completely hollow. Um, this is where precedents matter. When, you know, you see something happen in the state you're in and, and you're, or the state you're not in and you're, Right, whether it's Charlotte or, or whatever the other conference championships, ACC games have been moved in the last five years or so. Um, those are setting precedents, and that's why this is not surprising that the All-Star game is now being moved from Atlanta. But it's disingenuous to me. I believe it is an overall just optics grab, and they will, re- they will reward the All-Star game to Atlanta again at some point in the next two, three, four years. They absolutely will. No laws will have been changed. And it's completely hollow, and it's just about optics to who, and most of their fan base is going to be against the idea. I just, I don't, I don't know, I don't like it. I don't have enough time to get into it, even if I wanted to. Show is over. We'll do it again on Wednesday. Basketball tonight. Keon will cover that and much more for the next hour of the show. Stoneonair.com is where you'll find this show here in about 20 minutes. And every episode is found at Stoneonair.com. Have a great Monday. Talk to you later. Bye. It'd be easier, I know. I can't feel it.